Are we good? Yes, that's it. We're going to be looking at another Christmas song, quite possibly the first Christmas hymn, the first Christmas song ever written. And as Solomon said, it is thanks to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, this Christmas hymn comes in three parts, okay? Part one is a young, about a young maid, okay? Part two is about an old maid. And part three is about a promise made. Oh, uh. you got that, huh? Very good. So, part one is about a young maid, Mary. Her story picks up for us in verse 26, in the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke. So let's take a look at it. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Now, Who is this Mary, and why would God choose her to be the one to bear the Savior of the world? Well, she is a young woman. Maybe even as young as 16 years old. You know, pretty close to you guys' age right here. Right? A virgin, having never had any relations with a man, says in verse 34. She's betrothed to Joseph, a carpenter from Nazareth. Now, betrothal was more than engagement. In a betrothal, a payment was made for the bride because the, the, the relationship was arranged. Now, we don't have betrothal today, right? We don't betroth today. Um, when I was engaged to Priscilla... My dad and her dad didn't talk about how many goats and cows would change hands, all right? 
But betrothal also wasn't marriage. The marriage had not yet been consummated. So Mary is a young woman with her whole life ahead of her. Can you imagine what this kind of news might have meant to her? Can you imagine? To be pregnant without actually being married. And, and with a question of who the father might be, what would that mean? What do you think she would have felt? But what is it that the angel Gabriel and later Mary's cousin call Mary? Gabriel said this about her, that she was highly favored in verse 28, and that the Lord was with her. And then later, Elizabeth says that she was blessed. She was blessed by God. Mary is a, is a unique individual. And yet, Mary is just like every one of us. She really is. A poor girl, a peasant girl, from an obscure village. But just like us, we all have our plans, right? We have our, our whole life ahead of us, and we, we try to see what that, that life will look like, what we might do in the future, where we might go to school, who we might marry. But God sees us as his favored ones because he is with us. He is with us, and we are blessed, just like Mary. So Mary, as young as she is, as vulnerable as she is, demonstrates the one characteristic that we all need to celebrate Christmas anew this year and every year. This year and every year. Mary was available. Mary was available. Mary said yes to God, even though it would come at a great personal cost. She made herself available to God. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Let me ask you, do you have that availability quotient? Are you willing to say yes to God? No matter what. No matter what it might cost you. Many of you will go down to Mexicali this year. It will come at some cost to you. It will cost time, it will cost sleep, because they wake up very early. It will cost energy and maybe some money. But you are going because you said yes to God, not to Al, although God does use him to call you. But you are saying yes to God, to be a blessing to someone, a little child in a faraway place. You will be the embodiment of Christ to those little children, even if it's only for one day, even if, even if it's only for a few hours. Now, part two is about an old maid, Elizabeth. Elizabeth was mentioned to Mary by the angel Gabriel, but her story really starts earlier in the chapter. So verse 6 of chapter 2 says this. It says, both of them 
were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. They were both very old. Now, I'm sorry I had to use the term old maid, because technically Elizabeth wasn't an old maid. You know, the term is used for someone who's never been married and has no prospects as such. But still, Elizabeth does suffer from some of the same social discomfort of someone who doesn't quite fit the usual social norm. So, who is Elizabeth? Who is she? Elizabeth was married to Zechariah, a priest who was chosen by casting lots to serve in the temple and to burn incense in the holy place. A very high honor. Now, this was a righteous family dedicated to God, and yet they were without children, which in that culture was a shame. It was a disgrace. And there, there was shame associated with it, because as bad as having a child out of wedlock is, to be childless is even worse. So here are two elderly people serving God to the best of their abilities, even having some honor in that service, but their best days are behind them, right? There is no hope for something new to happen in their lives. Or is there? She's also a relative of Mary, probably a cousin of some sort. So let's go back to the passage and read what happens after the visitation of Gabriel to Mary. It says, at that time, verse 39, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Now, what do we know about Elizabeth? What do we know about Elizabeth? Um, She was married to Zechariah. She was advanced in age. She was childless. But now she is blessed, even in her old age. God has seen favor with Elizabeth and given her a child. Now, you might say, wait a minute, she's elderly, and now she's pregnant with her first child. And I would guess her age to be between 60 and 80. All right? That's just a guess. All right? Is that a blessing or a curse? that she's elderly and she's pregnant with her first child. I mean, you know, Priscilla and I now qualify for senior discounts at many fine establishments. (laughs) 
And we will gladly accept that benefit. Would we be prepared to enter the new parent stage of life? I don't think so. Then again, we've gone through that stage of life, so we know what it's like, you know? We've been there, done that. No thanks. <laughs> but for Elizabeth and Zechariah, this is indeed a blessing. She is overjoyed. Now here's what she says in verse 25. So let's jump back a bit, okay? Um, this is her response to her hearing this news of becoming pregnant. She said, The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. What else can we say about Elizabeth? She is blessed. She is blessed. The passage also tells us that she's filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. It also shows us that she is actually prophetic. She knows Mary will carry the Messiah. She is also highly favored of the Lord. And like Mary, very much like Mary, she has made herself available to God. She has made herself available to God. She said yes to God. So here we, here we have these two women on opposite ends of the life spectrum, right? You have Mary, on the one hand, ready to face life, her whole life ahead of her. And on the other hand, you have Elizabeth, pretty much towards the end of her life. What an amazing um, juxtaposition of these two women. And, you know, I, I find it kind of ironic and also kind of like God to do this, to choose these two women on opposite ends of the spectrum to be part of the Christmas story. This is, this is just wonderful. But it tells me that my takeaway is that it doesn't matter what stage of life we're in. It really doesn't. Whether you're young or whether you're old and ready to face eternity. What makes this story fill me with great anticipation is this sense of God will take whatever circumstance you're in and use you. The only thing that you need to do is to be open, to be available to God, to say yes to God. So this Christmas season, instead of treating it like any other Christmas of the past, ask yourself the question, am I being willing Am I willing to be used by God? Am I willing to say yes to God, no matter what it costs me? If the answer is yes, then there is great joy and anticipation for you. 
God will use that small mustard seed of faith and turn it into a huge tree of righteousness. You know, I must admit that I relate more to Elizabeth's story. I feel like I'm toward the end of the spectrum rather than the beginning. Now, I really enjoy, you know, hanging out with the seniors' study group. <laughs> because I like hearing their point of view. I like hearing their life experiences. But I also have this sense that God's not done with me yet. God's not done with me yet. I heard a pastor say recently, If you're not dead, you're not done. And that gave me great encouragement. That gave me great encouragement. So like Elizabeth, who is advanced in age and carrying her baby, who is actually John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, who will later say about Jesus, "I'm I'm not worthy to untie his sandals. Um but who also was the one to point people to Jesus. So Elizabeth represents us pointing people to Jesus. But Mary represents us actually having Jesus in us and possibly even even giving birth to new baby Christians. If we're willing and if we're available to God. And that really points us to this third and actually most beautiful part of the Christmas hymn. And it really literally is the hymn this time, because the third part is about a promise made, and that promise, of course, is Jesus. Um, As Mary ponders these things in her heart, she begins to sing out this great hymn of praise to Jesus. The, the definition, Webster's definition of a hymn, is it is a song of praise to God. Here then is Mary's hymn of praise. And I've underlined parts of it, specifically the promised parts of it, of Jesus, of who he is, of what he will do for us and in us. And I'd like you, as we're reading it, to just listen and read along. And if any of those underlined parts kind of really stand out to you personally and strike you, that it hits you where you're at right now, will you just jot down the, the, the verse number there and later on today go back to it and just meditate on it? And let that be, in a sense, the Holy Spirit speaking to you personally today about God's promise to you in Christ. All right? Does that sound okay to you? So here is Mary's hymn of praise. And let me read it to you. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now and for all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. 
He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. And a final concluding note says that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Jesus is God's great promise to us. And the promise is that God will always be with us. God said the Messiah would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Jesus said, I will be with you even until the end of the age. This Christmas, the message is the same as every Christmas since the very first one in Bethlehem. That God is with us no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, no matter where our church is today or will be in the future. God is with us. And if we make ourselves available to him, we will experience his joy and his favor. Let me say that again. No matter what stage of life we are in, whether we have our whole life ahead of us or maybe we can see the end drawing near, if we make ourselves available to God, he will use us because God is with us and God is in us. That is the promise of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. So we all have this Christmas hymn of our own to sing to God. Every Christmas. What is your Christmas hymn this year. What are you praising God for? As we approach Christmas, and especially especially today as we approach the communion table, will you open yourself up to God? Will you just take one step closer to the Creator? Will you write and sing your own Christmas hymn to Him to praise God? who became flesh and blood so he could die on a cross for you and me. I don't know if you remember Katie Eaton. Anybody remember Katie Eaton? She's a young maid who taught English at UCI and attended Harvest for a season. Um, She is currently teaching English on a small, small island in the Micronesian chain of islands. And uh, she writes a a, uh, blog, and I read her blog, and there she is with her smiling face. There's her blog, ofthefarthestseas.blogspot.com. Please do. Um, She recently sent uh, an email blog post, and I emailed her and asked her if I could read it to you today, and she said yes. This is her hymn of praise. I praise the Lord for this, be- 
for his beautiful creation here. The flowers, the islands, the water, the faces, a reflection of his beauty. I praise the Lord for sweet laughter with friends that are alike and friends that are different, a reflection of his delight. I praise the Lord for his supply of daily bread when I have had nothing, a reflection of his abundance and generosity. I praise the Lord for a challenging job, though I I would not wish it to be this challenging or these challenges. Without any challenges, I would be bored. A reflection of his work ethic, strength, perseverance, and love toward others that can give nothing in return. I praise the Lord for friends that I can laugh with, cry with, pray with, sing with, be sleepy with, be sleepy and not talk to anybody else with, a reflection of his intimacy. I praise the Lord for his riches of glory that I can only taste enough to know I want more for all of eternity. For delighting in me as I delight in others and mostly in him, for his strength to help me work and persevere, uh, which I think is Micronesian, which means every day. And lastly, for his whispers of reminders, of promises and exhortations and encouragements from his word gentle and desirous. As we're approaching the, uh, the communion table together, um, let's just continue to open ourselves up to God and, and be available to him, especially this Christmas time. Um, this is how we're going to do it. Um, I'm going to ask... ask Sean and uh, Daryl to come forward as our elders. And uh, 